back to 1 Kings chapter number 18 and going to continue with this passage of Scripture tonight and look at the prayers that Elijah made in this chapter. He had already prayed and asked God not to, you know, to give rain three and a half years. And we know that he prayed at the end of chapter number 18 in regards to the altar uh, and, uh, and, and praying and calling fire down. Uh, but there's another prayer uh, that is there in this passage as well. I'm going to read it, but I'm gonna, as, after I'm done reading it, uh, I'm going to explain how I normally looked at it, uh, because how I normally looked at it uh, is, is not really what it is. We often, uh, we, let our, we let our morality dictate our theology, uh, and we often let uh, our emotions, our mood, kind of where we're at, temper what we read. It influences it. And we want to try to find things in the Bible uh, to, that aren't in the Bible uh, to justify um, how we are. Uh, and I will admit that uh, the despondency, kind of where, uh, where Elijah was, um, there's probably tomorrow, tomorrow morning all across America, all across the world, uh, there'll be preachers under juniper trees. Um, God done great things in their churches all across everywhere. I mean, God's good and God's blessed. Uh, but um, we get in, you know, we get in our, our own heads as pastors, and uh, that expression is like pastors quit every Monday morning, and uh, and it's something they have to, to fight. We got to preach to the people who are here. And it's, I've been told from Bible college, uh, reminded frequently through preaching and books and other types of things, uh, that as a pastor you're supposed to preach the people who are, who are present and not worry about the people who aren't. Uh, and uh, and I I'll just be honest, I've not gotten over that. And, uh, and it's, a, it's a hard balance because every time before church service, service starts, I'm pacing, I'm walking, who's here, who isn't here, who's going to be helped, uh, who's going to miss, they need this tonight. I'll walk out in the parking lot, try to wheel people in, especially during a revival meeting. Uh, and, uh, and it's just something uh, that, uh, that pastors do. And uh, it's good in some way, it means they care, uh, but it's also bad because it isn't really good for, uh, for the pastor, uh, in this case, the prophet uh, Elijah. Uh, but in chapter number 19, um, I have in my, the margin of my Bible, he went from hero, hero to zero. <laughs> he went from champ to chump, uh, and uh, all because Jezebel said that she's going to kill him. Uh, and, uh, and he goes off. Let me make a correction as well. Um, uh, he did, Elijah did, race Ahab back, beat the chariot and the horse. Uh, but from there back to Jezreel, it was 16 or 17 miles. Uh, if you see the margin of my Bible, I got it all marked up, and I can't make heads or tails of it myself sometimes. And, uh, but the distance of 90 to 100 miles is the distance he ran for his life uh, from Jezreel to Beersheba. All right? uh, so either way, uh, it, it doesn't make uh, the fact that he outpaced uh, a chariot and a horse. <laughs> uh, it just wasn't as long, and he did travel all that way. And in fact, later on uh, in this passage, you see him traveling another 200 miles. Uh, on, uh, on the meat that was provided for him, uh, and uh, he was fed, uh, and he was despondent. God's saying, what are you doing here? It sends an angel of the Lord and feeds him. Uh, he gets some rest. It sends an angel of the Lord, appears again, feeds him again. And for 40 days, he went on that meat to travel 200 miles to another spot. And then later on, uh, God says, I need you to go uh, and, uh, and get you another servant. Uh, and uh, he said, you're going to anoint some kings, uh, and you're going to go pick up a servant in a certain place. That was Elisha. 
And that was another 250-mile uh, uh, trip. Uh, so uh, I don't know. Uh, I think Elijah's in pretty good shape uh, to be doing all that traveling uh, by foot. Uh, and uh, so he didn't race the horses for 100 miles. Uh, that was 17 miles. And then he ran uh, for his life uh, to Beersheba, uh, that, uh, uh, that distance. So looking back into verse number 41, of chapter number 18, the Bible says, And Elijah said unto Ahab, Get thee up, eat, and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and to drink. And notice what it says, And Elijah went up to the top of Carmel, and he cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees. Uh, and, as, and said to his servant, By the way, this is the first time uh, we really understand and know that he had a servant with him. Uh, at this point in, in the next chapter, after he goes 100 miles, and for as much as he did that in that distance, his servant was with him. Uh, but then he leaves his servant in Beersheba and goes another day's journey uh, into the wilderness. Uh, and we never hear about that servant again because Elisha comes on the scene. And then as, as Elijah uh, is translated out, uh, we, we hear about Gehazi uh, and uh, the story of Naaman and all that kind of stuff with Gehazi keeping the money. Uh, and whatnot. So I, I, I don't know who, what the name of that servant is. I, I tried to look for about an hour and a half this afternoon. Nobody knows. And uh, so uh, he is not mentioned again. Uh, but he sends his servant. Uh, uh, he says, go up now and look toward the sea. And he went up and looked and said, there is nothing. And he said, go again seven times. And so uh, this repeated itself seven, seven different uh, times. And it came to pass on the seventh time, he said, behold, there ariseth a little cloud out in the sea, like a man's hand. And he said, Go up, say unto Ahab, Prepare thy chariot, and get thee down, that the rain stop thee not. And it came to pass in the meanwhile that the heaven was black with clouds and wind, and there was a great rain. And Ahab rode uh, and went to Jezreel. And the hand of the Lord was on Elijah, and he girded up his loins and ran before Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. So not only did he run you know, 16, 70 miles, beat the chariot and the horse, he did it in the rain. And uh, uh, so uh, it is a, a, a great, interesting part that was there. Now, I said I would, as I, as I read this passage of Scripture, um, the first times, not even, it was probably more than uh, the first time, um, I would read this because of what happens in chapter number 19. I kind of felt like the end of chapter number 18 was where he began to be discouraged. Because um, oftentimes when we read in the scripture that somebody casts themselves down the earth, it's usually to be in like sackcloth and ashes. They're, uh, they're praying for something. They're rending their clothes. And so I imagine uh, he, uh, he went uh, down to his hands and his knees and put his face between his knees uh, and uh, almost in a position like a pouting position. Uh, that's how I read it. Uh, and, uh, and he's like, he's just doing that. And he's like, okay, go. Uh, he tells the servant, go look again. Is it coming? Uh, he comes back, no, oh, uh, wait, again, go check again. And so I thought that's what he was doing. He was pouting, didn't think God was going to come through. Uh, and finally, when the, when the servant said there's this little uh, uh, cloud up in the distance, uh, that he got up and said what he said, and, uh, and the story continued on. Um, but what he was doing, he was praying. Um, it's almost, uh, it's in contrast to what his attitude was, uh, or his spirit, or I referenced sarcasm, uh, this morning in chapter number 18, he's, he's mocking uh, the prophets of, of Baal. There's a, a, a confidence. Uh, some would almost inject uh, a, an overconfidence. Uh, 
uh, in the language and what he was using uh, to, uh, to mock uh, those uh, prophets of, of Baal and the groves. Um, but here we find him humbled. Uh, he is praying uh, with some humility, uh, almost like you could think of this almost being like in a fetal position uh, on the ground, praying uh, that God would send rain. And you say, how do you know uh, that it was a prayer? Thank you for asking. Uh, go to James chapter number 5. James chapter number 5. Remember, the Bible says, The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. And so we know that if we pray with faith, believing uh, in the will of God, that if we ask uh, and we seek, God will give us the answer to our prayer. As long as we're not praying to consume it upon our own lust or that we don't have uh, iniquity in our hearts that gets in the way of our prayer life, uh, God wants to give uh, gifts under His children, Holy Spirit, to them that ask Him. Uh, and we, we read in chapter number 5 and verse number 16, uh, Confess your faults one to another, and pray one for another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And then James gives us an illustration to drive that point home. He says, Elias, verse 17, Elijah, was a man subject to like passions as we are, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. Verse 18, And he prayed again, uh, and the heaven gave rain, and earth brought forth fruit. Brethren, if any of you do err from the truth, and uh, one convert, let him know that he which converted the sinner from an error of his way shall save a soul from death and hide a multitude of sins. So here James says uh, that he prayed that the rain would stop, uh, and then he prayed again. Uh, that the rain would come. And that's the prayer that we see him doing at the end of chapter number 18. Uh, and, uh, and now when we go all the way back to chapter number 17, if you would, go back there, kind of a Bible study jumping around here. And uh, we're looking at his prayer and how he prayed here in a minute and making a, a big application at the end. But in chapter number 17... Um, it says in verse 1, And Elijah the Tishbite was the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. Uh, he was told to go and hide. Uh, we referenced that this morning, if you were in here. Uh, and the ravens fed him, the widow fed him. Uh, and then in chapter number 18, God says, No longer hide, but to show yourself. Uh, verse 1, And it came to pass after many days uh, that the Lord, um, so it's been three and a half years, many days, that the word of the Lord came to Elijah the third year, saying, Go show thyself unto Ahab, and I will send rain upon the earth. So the whole um, goings-on in chapter number 18 uh, was based on the promise that as he went and did what he was doing, uh, showing himself to Ahab, God said, I'm going to send rain. Um, that's When God says he's going to do something, he does it. Uh, and I believe that Elijah believed that and trusted in God, um, but, he, but he was praying. Uh, and, and he saw something by faith, or heard something more particularly by faith, uh, that nobody else heard. Um, when the Bible says in chapter number 18, in, back into verse number 41, it says, And Elijah said unto Ahab, Get thee up and eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. Um, he didn't, the clouds were, there wasn't a cloud in the sky. Does everybody follow me? So what he's saying here, and, and I've said this, and I've heard other preachers, you know, they're talking about, I remember uh, one preacher, evangelist, Brother Hewitt, uh, and he was talking about 
something that God was going to do. They had a meeting or tent meeting or something that they had set up. They're praying for this meeting, meeting and he uh, and he'd said um, that he hears the sound of abundance of rain. And what he meant by that was that God was going to bless. Uh, and he was believing that by faith, and he used this line from here. And I've heard many preachers uh, say that uh, in that kind of context to describe um, God has made a promise, and he's going to keep his promise, and by faith they hear. And in fact, um, uh, the scriptures talk about uh, and, uh, later on uh, in, uh, in chapter number 19, uh, where um, God wasn't in the wind, he wasn't in the earthquake, uh, but uh, he said he heard, Elijah heard a still small voice. Um, let me say something about that for a second. Um, it was a still small voice, but it was an audible voice. Uh, it, was a, it was the voice, a voice of God. Um, when, you know, when we talk about God speaking to us in a still small voice, um, we have to be careful that we're not sending the message that God is speaking to us audibly uh, because he doesn't do that to us. If you come to me and say, God you know, spoke to me last night, uh, um, uh, in, you know, I was in my room sleeping, God woke me up and he told me this or whatever, I'm smiling, I'm looking at you, but I'm thinking you're crazy uh, the whole time you're talking to me. Uh, and, uh, and so if I have a way to come in and say, no, he didn't, uh, I'm going to find a way in on that conversation. Uh, but God does not do that. He, he is, uh, his revelation, special revelation comes from this book. Uh, and uh, you don't have visions, and, uh, and so you, watch, you can watch TBN for about five minutes uh, and know that, uh, that the people that are on there are charlatans uh, and, uh, and stuff, and you say, well, you don't know. Maybe God speaks to them. Uh, we do know. Um, he doesn't speak to them that way, uh, and uh, you didn't see a 100-foot-tall Jesus and you know, all the different things, and, and you know, um, God told me that uh, God told me in a vision last night uh, that I need a Learjet, $65 million, uh, and, uh, and that you all are going to give it uh, like, uh, you know, um, I forgive get what his name is, uh, but another TBN guy, uh, and uh, Jesse, Jesse Duplantis, uh, Jesse. Uh, and, uh, and so um, God, doesn't, God doesn't do that stuff, all right? So if, if, you, if you think God's doing that um, um, to you, through you, don't tell me, uh, all right? Because I don't want to think you're a weirdo. Uh, and uh, so uh, the Bible uh, tells us uh, that there's general revelation in nature. There's special revelation in the Word of God. Uh, God has, uh, there is no more special revelation there's no apostles, there's no prophets speaking things and extra stuff, and God give me an extra vision, uh, and, uh, and that's, how, that's how cults are formed. Uh, and uh, so be careful uh, if somebody's trying to uh, recruit you <laughs> into uh, their cult. So he says, I hear the, the sound. He says, Ahab, get the oven, eat and drink. He says, it's time to celebrate because there's been three and a half years uh, of drought and all the famine that is a result of that. Uh, and it, God is sending rain, uh, and he says, you party it up. Uh, and then he went up to Mount Carmel uh, and, uh, and humbled himself and, 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 and continued to pray uh, that uh, God uh, would indeed uh, send the rain. And so the falling of the fire uh, from heaven uh, and uh, the cutting off of the prophets of Baal, uh, you know, him you know, slanging, the 850, and again, I said, I think he did it, and another reason I think he did it is because when Ahab went back to Jezebel, he, he told Jezebel that he did it, uh, and she's like, well, you're going to be just like those guys, uh, and uh, I'm going to slay you. Um, it, it, they're, they're, it's wonderful 
and it's there. I think the story uh, speaks to the power of God, um, the the truth that uh, that Baal was a false god, uh, but that God does marvelous things. Uh, and as he prayed that to uh, the prayer that we read, and we back up just a little bit, he says, and it came to pass, verse thirty six. It came to pass uh, at the time of this offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Israel, let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel and that I am thy servant and that I have done all these things at thy word. Hear me, O Lord, hear me, that this people may know that thou art God and that thou turn their heart back again. So he prayed a believing prayer. And by the way, I kind of feel like in James 5, um, God didn't say through James by inspiration that he prayed for rain, then he prayed down fire, then he prayed for rain again. God didn't, God didn't see fit to bring that up. And, uh, and I don't know. I don't know the mind of God in that. Um, but as much as I love this story and I read this story, Elijah's um, passions, uh, both positive and negative, uh, kind of come to the forefront of this account in the Bible. And uh, I love the sarcasm, but maybe God wasn't cool with it. Um, I don't know. Um, I, I know there was a lot of, lot of me, uh, Elijah, uh, in this account. And even when he prayed, uh, he, wanted, he, he did it. He wanted God to manifest himself for four specific reasons that we just read. The first one is that it might be known that God's God. So he's, he's praying, say, God, do this so that everybody can see that you're God. Because he had thrown down the gauntlet. He said, how, how, how long how, how should between two opinions? If God's God, then serve him. If Baal's God, then serve Baal. Uh, and everything happened. And, I, and again, I really think that there's like, oh, what's going on? A lot of times, you know, people are just kind of wondering, this guy's crazy, all this different stuff. And, you know, he was probably like, if it was me, I'd be like, you know, cutting the, uh, the bullock up. And I'd be kind of looking at everybody like, you know. Something good's about to happen, uh, and uh, because the mocking probably would have continued if it was me that whole time. And uh, if I was, you know, I'm rebuilding the altar, I'd be like, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen that one chef on the internet uh, where he, he he always he's doing all this stuff and he's always he never looks at it. Uh, that's how I imagine Elijah, you know, uh, doing this stuff uh, to them. But there was a lot of pride, I think. My personal opinion. That's just renoology. Uh, but I, I know that God said he prayed for rain uh, uh, to a stop. He prayed for rain uh, to come. And, and he didn't reference uh, the, the account in chapter number 18. That I might know that thou art God. But then he said um, that they're going to know that I'm your servant. Uh, there is a, um, I guess, a, a way that we would pray, pray as servants of God, as pastors, that we want, we want God to do, to do stuff. And there are times where it's not so much that God's known or whatever, that people can see God, that it somehow confirms in the hearts and minds of the people of our churches that, is that, that we're a God-called pastor uh, and God's working through. Is everybody follow me? And, it's, and it's a, you cross the line between um, let people know that I'm your servant uh, to... to uh, I did this, uh, or you know, look what look what what I can do, uh, and uh, and to illustrate it, I'll, I'll uh, there was a um, um, I said this, uh, so again, not my best work, uh, but um, there was uh, I was talking about uh, my home church in Wisconsin, and they've struggled for a long time, 
and uh, and I'm from there. That's 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 my homeland, you know. And uh, and so like when I when I when I go back there, uh, it's uh, a lot of nostalgia or whatever. But there are a lot of people uh, in that area uh, that um, are my family, etc. And um, and so I said in in a uh, and I don't even know why I said it. It was is benign at the moment, but when I when I replayed it back in my head, uh, it sma- it smacked of of this kind of prayer and th- that type of stuff. I said, well, you know, if somebody's going to come in here, and the church, was, the church was struggling at the time, if somebody's going to come here and pastor it and for it to work, it would have to be me. And when I said that, what I meant was is because people will come to church just by virtue of, you know, I'm family or whatever. Because, like, when we left there, there was family that went to church, and then he stopped going. And so, and so I, I said, it's not the the power of God or God's going to do something. If God is going to do something, uh, he's going to have to, he would, he would do it through me. And, uh, but I meant like people would come to church, but it sounded like, you know, people would know that I'm his servant. Uh, and, uh, and we, we all get that way. Uh, it's like, you know, we, you know, we get some kids get saved in our Sunday school class uh, and we, we give the testimony like we did it. Um, or, you know, revival comes and this or that. Uh, and um, um, you can know a little bit about the fact that I don't keep track of that kind of stuff because I just was at a funeral with somebody that I completely, absolutely forgot that I led to the Lord and baptized uh, nearly whatever, you know, 20 years ago. And so uh, I don't look at people as a, a notch. I don't write their names in my Bible and keep track of the people I've, I've led to Christ because he did that. Um, and I know people do it, and maybe you remember. And uh, and by the way, there should be there should be too many for you to remember um, in the course of your lifetime as a Christian. And I think that's a fair thing to say. Um, there are a lot of Christians that don't share the gospel one time. Um, not they might invite people to church, but to sit down with somebody and open up the Bible and share the gospel with them uh, is is more rare uh, in our churches than you would imagine it to be. Uh, and it shouldn't be that way. Uh, we, should be, we should be witnessing a lot. So he says, he said, God, send, send the fire. And, uh, and really, uh, you know, he's, you know he's, he's pouring water on this stuff. And it's just kind of like, you know, and people are like, what is he doing? You know, it's the woods all wet. I mean, how is this all going to work? And he, and he just knew. And so he prays, God, um, you send fire. Uh, people know that you're God. They're going to know I'm a servant. And they said, you're gonna, they're going to know that I've done all these things at thy word. Uh, and he said that the heart of the people might turn back. And by the way, there is a promise of God uh, in blessings. He'll bless us, cursings, he'll curse. And God had always promised the children of Israel, if they repented of their sin, that he would bless them. And, uh, and so as, as they saw all that uh, and they said, yes, God is God. Uh, and we read about that uh, in verse number 39. And when they, all the people saw it, they fell on their faces. They said, the Lord, he is the God. Uh, the Lord, he is the God. Uh, and Elijah said unto them, of course, take the prophets down there to the river. And, uh, and then they got rid of uh, all those guys. Uh, and, uh, and so he had this believing prayer uh, in the uh, end of uh, the battle with the prophets of Baal. But in particular, as he continues down in verse number 41, uh, I, I think that as he prayed, and we should pray, we should pray this way. Uh, this is more of the model prayer uh, in this passage than his prayer just a moment ago, my opinion. Uh, but uh, we need to pray in faith. 
and we need to pray confidently. Uh, he heard the sound of the abundance of rain, but, um, but that sound may have been uh, the assuring promise of God that God was going to do exactly what he said he's going to do. God said it, uh, and that settles it. Um, when when God, God, uh, God says he'll never leave you nor forsake you, just use this as an example. God's promise, I'll never leave you or, or, nor forsake you. Um, that is, God's never going to do that. So when somebody says, God's forsaken me, right? I don't know where God, God's just left me alone. And he, and he kind of, uh, there's a little bit of Elijah doing that. I'm the only one. He's, he's speaking hyperbole. Uh, God had 7,000 men that hadn't bowed the knee uh, to Baal. Uh, and uh, and God, God puts up with us. In, in those moments, in, in, with his grace and his patience, long sufferings, mercy. Uh, and, uh, and it's like, oh, you know, I just want to die. And he's like, all right, the angel and feeds you, whatever, get a little, sleep it off. Uh, just get a little nap, you're getting a little hangry. <laughs> uh, you wake up and he feeds them again. Uh, and then, you know, and he's, he's still, uh, you know, in that bad place. We all get there. And it's important. It's an important thing for you to, to note as we get to our big point. Uh, so uh, the, the secret in the scriptures to uh, bold, um, courageous witnessing of the gospel is, is believing by faith that God is going to do what he says he's going to do. And, uh, and, and we need to pray that. Why? We need to pray, the Bible says, uh, without wavering faith. We have too much unbelief. You think about all the, uh, you know, um, use, uh, useless, you know, kind of uh, selfish, um, you know, uh, praying that we do. Look at our, if you look at our prayer list, you have a prayer list uh, in your Bible, hopefully you do. Um, but there's, there's, uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of prayers, uh, requests that are in this. Um, but I just, I just personally feel like this, we, we, we do this on Wednesday and that people at church aren't praying, praying through this. Not, not fervently. Um, we might go, Lord, you know, be with all the health requests. You know, and we kind of pray down. Be with, uh, you know, this, people who are sick and uh, people are having surgeries. But you know what you should do with this list? Uh, you should be like, you know, um, uh, Lord, just be with uh, uh, Brian Becker. Uh, in his uh, in his Lou Gehrig's disease and uh, and uh, for the transplant of uh, of Tani Redman, you say I don't, Pastor, I, my, I don't pray enough or pray often or whatever. I just don't know what to pray about. If you prayed this, you'd have a tremendous prayer life. And so, if you just look at like this is what this is, you need, we need to pray. You need to pray more. Pray these. Pray this. Pray for these missionaries. Uh, we ought to we ought to know. And it's hard. And I and even too like I'd be like. Oh, we got a missionary at that place, and, and, and you have those brain freezes. But, but you should be praying for him and, uh, and, uh, and, and praying that God uh, would bless them. And so by, uh, by faith and confidently doing that. But he also prayed humbly, and I've, I've already referenced that, so I won't sp- it, it, it take too much time on there. But he cast himself down. Uh, uh, and there are many postures in prayer, but the posture in prayer that he has um, in uh, in this part of chapter number 18 is different than the posture he had uh, in, the, in the previous prayer. 
Um, and again, Brother Beckham had talked about it. You know, there's all kinds of ways that we could pray. Pray without ceasing. You can pray with your eyes open. You can pray with your eyes closed. Pray standing up. You know, uh, there's a lot of things. And what's wonderful about 2022 is you can be praying out loud, and everybody thinks you just got a Bluetooth in your ear and you're just talking to somebody. Uh, it used to be you'd pray like that, and people are like, what in the world is that? He's talking to himself. Uh, and now you can just, you know, live it up uh, and, uh, and talk, and nobody thinks you're crazy. Uh, and uh, I, I do check for, you know, earbuds sometimes with people uh, just to make sure that they got one in there uh, and that they aren't, in fact, having uh, a, uh, a break. <laughs> uh, but he prayed humbly. And, uh, and so um, the greatest prayer warriors... Um, and by the way, when we, you know, um, you, I say you can pray, you can pray standing up and pray at your seat. There's something different about humbling yourself and getting on your knees before God. And, and you can never lose that. And you, and you just like, you know, I'm, you know, um, I'm old or whatever. And it's like, if there's always somebody watching and if you can't get back up, somebody will help you. Um, but humbling ourselves before the Lord. Uh, and uh, there are people that say, I can't, <clears throat> I, you know, I can't bend over to pray. <clears throat> and, you know, I've seen them at Safeway reaching down to pick up, you know, a penny uh, off of the floor. And, uh, and so maybe I've got to throw some change up here. Uh, and uh, people come up there and bend over to pick it up. They pray while you're there. And uh, so uh, it's a, you know, um, uh, to lift up our, it's just there's times where the presence of God should be so real in your life that you're just almost afraid to even look up. Uh, and, um, you know, I've heard of preachers, they pull their car over and, on a highway, get in the ditch on their face, you know, and, uh, and they're praying. There's something so needy and, uh, and, and the, the, um, the feeling that they have to pray in those moments, they would just, they would just do that. Uh, so uh, he prayed faith, uh, in faith and he was confident, he prayed humbly, he persevered. Uh, and uh, we know that because he was praying, uh, go check. Seven times, uh, and he kept praying uh, and sending. And he said, "Yes, he, he, he was praying." We know that we read it in James uh, in James chapter number five, uh, and uh, he, uh, he he hadn't heard uh, uh, physically heard uh, the abundance of rain because there wasn't a cl- when you hear when you hear um, you see you see lightning and then you and then you hear what thunder uh, and uh, and so he's not seeing any of that. Can't see anything. So finally, the servant comes back, and there's like, oh, there's a cloud like way off there uh, in the distance. You can, it's like a little hand way out there. And it's like, yes. Uh, Ahab, pack your bags, buddy. Head back to Jezreel because the rain's coming, and you don't want to get caught in it. Uh, and uh, we know that he did uh, get caught in it a little bit. Uh, and, uh, and, of course, Elijah girding up the loins and racing him back. Uh, and, uh, and I just can't get over that. Uh, and uh, so he prayed uh, with perseverance, he prayed uh, and uh, um, definitely prayed for the rain, uh, James chapter number five. Uh, he, it's almost like Elijah, when you look at his life, he always had maybe like one, one arrow in his quiver and he was very focused. He, like, he prayed for specific things at that time and God just, and God just did that uh, for him. Uh, and, uh, and he prayed uh, with spe- specificity, uh, which, which as I look at, you know, the generalizations that we have in prayer, I know God is a sovereign God. God knows, you know, before we even ask Him. And even prays, you know, we talk about the Holy Spirit in uttering uh, groanings and stuff. But, but God wants us to be more specific in prayer. 
and especially when it comes to our confession of sin. It's like we pray like God doesn't know. You know, God, please forgive me for, you know, for that thing. You know. And if I was God, I'd be like, all right, spit it out. What, what thing? Right? Almost like he did, hey, um, you know, Adam, where art thou? And uh, he knows where you are. Uh, but he wants you to say, you know, um, we're naked. And, uh, and, you know, and then we start to blame shifting like Adam uh, and, uh, and whatnot. Uh, but the more specific you can bring, be in your prayer, you know, if don't just don't pray for me, you know, God, just make pastor healthy. I pray God stop his headaches, <laughs> uh, you know, help him with the Are you following me? Uh, it's like it, it's almost a cop out when we do that. Uh, and pray in generalizations and know people's names, pray for them in specifics and get, and get specific with God uh, in less generalizations <clears throat> and it will revolutionize uh, your prayer life. Uh, the, general, general prayer um, is generally powerless if you think about it. Uh, and, um, you know, uh, who, who among us would come into the presence of God uh, in, in, you know, or the presence of an earthly, an earthly king? Uh, with, with like a string of generalities. Uh, and um, uh, we just wouldn't do that. But we go to our Heavenly Father like that all the time. And of course he prayed and it was successful prayer. Uh, God answered it uh, and God sent the rain. Now here's um, the big takeaway that I want you to, to get. Let's back to James chapter number five again. And uh, we'll do this and then we'll be done. My headache's starting to go away right now, so maybe I'll go another half hour, uh, 45 minutes. And, uh, James chapter number five. We know that he, uh, that he, he prayed for rain uh, uh, to stop uh, for three years and six months. And he also prayed again that the heaven would give rain and our earth brought forth fruit. Uh, but just as important to me uh, and should be to you about what we read in chapter number 18... And it's great. And when, you, and when you're reading the Old Testament, you're going through the Bible and you're reading it, you, just, you, can't, you can't wait to get out of you know, uh, some of the, the law books and to get into 1st you know, Second Samuel, 1st Second Kings, and the Chronicles and the stories that are in there. You know David and Goliath's coming up and, and all these different things. Boy, Elijah, the prophets, oh, Jeremiah. And, and we like, so when we read that, it's like, yes, yes, we enjoy it. Uh, the, the mental pictures that it gives us about the power of God and the takeaways that we can have, you know, God is God. Is God. That's the God. We serve the God that, that the fire licked up the water. And, uh, and nothing's impossible. God, nothing's impossible with him. God can consume uh, a soaking wet um, offering. Uh, and uh, and, and he, he, can do, he can do that. Great stuff in those passages. But just as important, what God and why God, I believe, said what he said in James chapter number five uh, is for you and I to understand that we can, uh, God can answer our prayers just like Elijah. See, when God says, you know, you, you have the faith of a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, be removed, and a mountain be removed. And we think, Mount Rainier, move. And, it, you know, it's like, I guess I don't have enough faith. And uh, somehow we think that uh, what God's trying to teach us is that little faith does big things. It's not so much that, you know, we're going to, you know, move the mountain, if you will. Uh, but when you pray, God hears you. Uh, and when you're praying in the spirit the right way for the right things, especially if it's the will of God, God blesses. Uh, but, but get this. In verse number 17, 
Elijah, Elias, was a man um, subject to like passions as we are. Uh, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. Did you catch that? Uh, he, sa- he said, Elijah was a man with, a, with the same passions that you and I have. Um, by the way, good and bad. Um, and that, that passions there speaks to the characteristics of uh, the likeness of the, of the same emotional um, characteristics. He has the same physical uh, characteristics. He's a man. Uh, and that man prayed in such a way that, that God, God translated him out. Uh, you've all seen that, you know, the, the footprints in the sand uh, thing. And, and we all should strive for that kind of relationship with God. It's like, you know, the, the idea is like we're, you know, we're kind of closer to my home than we are to yours. Why don't you just, you know, come home uh, with me? And I've known men that prayed like that. You didn't, you didn't know if they, were, if they were talking to themselves long before cell phones. Uh, and uh, if uh, they're talking to God, you, you didn't know when they went from talking to you to, uh, to talking to the Lord. And they were that close to God and that in tune with the Spirit's leading uh, in their life. But all those men who prayed eight hours a day and they're praying and, and God doing all these things, um, they're men, women um, that, that ha- are just like you. And, and they can pray and they can stop the rain for three and a half years uh, and, uh, and they can get it to start back up again. Uh, and uh, and he's, he, Elijah was just like me. So I, the negative stuff, I totally relate to you know, the, the Monday morning, you know, uh, thinking back to Sunday, uh, whatever. Today I saw this, uh, this video uh, of this, uh, um, it was a school assembly. Some of you may have seen it. Uh, and uh, the whole crowd's in there. And this girl's doing um, handsprings, backwards handsprings. And then she goes to do a flip at the end. And, and it looked terrible. Like the, everybody just gasped. She just like crashed. Body bent all backwards, and it was awful. And I laughed because, you know, I laugh at all those, those types of things. And everybody jumps up, uh, and, uh, and off, off she runs. And I, I, I felt like that I was, if I could get that video, that embedded video out and post it on my social media, I was going to say, this was my sermon today. You know, back foot, back foot, back, you know, bites it, you know, in uh, doing that. Because that's how preachers, they look. So, so the negative stuff, the juniper tree things, the like passions, you know, we're, we're prone, to, prone to wander. Lord, I feel it. Uh, we, we uh, I mean, I kind of get that. But, but God also says um, that, that the people in the Bible, um, in fact, even said that about, Jesus said it about himself, says you're going to do greater works than I've done. Isn't that crazy? Uh, but he said that. So, so, I wanted to bring that up just to clear up. Yeah, he wasn't pouting, head between his knees, you know, uh, and just, you know, um, anticipating uh, maybe God's not going to do what he said he's going to do because he believed God was going to come through. Uh, And he was praying for it. Go check. Praying for it. Go check. And uh, uh, there's a cloud. Yes. And here we go. Uh, And then it was running and all the different stuff that he had done. Still another hundred miles to Beersheba out in the woods. Uh, And uh, and again, he's like, you know, um, I'm all alone. I don't even know. I just want to die. And two times God says, what are you doing here? And uh, and he had he wasn't done with him. Um, And uh, sometimes sometimes it's a little, you know, 
I've, I've said in the past, I put this away, I've said in the past that I want, you know, at least one, one day a month where I can just be bitter uh, and angry, you know, unforgiving, you know. By the way, uh, much is being said uh, in the news today about Queen Elizabeth's Christianity and how she lived it out. Uh, but there's a whole lot of bitterness and unforgiveness being manifested. Uh, no, you can't wear this, this you know, thing on their, uh, on their, their um, uh, suits and the different stuff and unforgiveness and this person can't go to that, whatever. And um, the basic tenet of our Christianity is forgiveness uh, and, uh, and bitterness, root of bitterness. And, uh, and I would say, well, I just want one, one day a month where I can just like, you know, uh, you know just, just be a jerk. Uh, and uh, like everybody else. Um, but we can't. We've got to confess it and get it right and live peaceably as much as life in us is and uh, keep short accounts with God and in right relationships with people. And, uh, and we just can't, if we, when we find ourselves under the juniper tree, we need to recognize that we're there and get up. Um, by the way, energy begats energy. You know, get up, move around, go outside. I mean, uh, it's like, you know, uh, if you're feeling bad about yourself, science says go take a walk, get some fresh air, and you know uh, there's a lot of things that we can do. But we need to remind ourselves that I'm a servant of God, and uh, and I can't stay in this place. Um, I don't I don't feel um, like like I shouldn't be this way ever, uh, because there are plenty of people in the Bible, Paul, Elijah, Jesus Himself, um, so filled with grief that he sweat, as it were, drops of blood. Uh, and um, and uh, so never feel like, you know, I'm, I'm anxious or I'm scared or, uh, or whatever, uh, that having an emotion is a, is a bad thing. It's what we do with it, how long we stay in it, what promises of God we faithfully attach to it and get victory from it. Um, there's a lot to be said about that in the Bible. And so a man... Um, from, from champ to chump, um, were, he was just like, just like you and I, uh, and God blessed his prayers, and God will bless your prayers. Um, we just don't pray like we should. And, uh, but um, get on your knees before God uh, and, uh, and pray uh, with faith and deliberately, uh, specific, um, knowing that God's going to come through uh, and, uh, and, and trust him. Um, but maybe pray things uh, that God will answer. Um, that's one way uh, you got to pray in his will. You know, if you pray, you know, it's God's will for people to get saved. So when we look at, when we look at this list, God, 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 we might not know how to pray for this person over here, uh, but these, all these people in the middle that we're praying for to get saved, um, that's the will of God. He's not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. We can pray for them. And, uh, and, and with confidence that, that God, God is in control and that God's going to do, uh, you know, what he's going to do. Um, but, you know, if you're, if you're praying that God would give you, you know, a bigger house or fancier car or whatever, those are things that you might be praying for that for a long time and never see it. And then you get, well, God never answers my prayers. Well, you know, throw, put down the, the God give me list and, um, and start becoming an intercessor. Uh, in your prayers for other people, and then maybe God will bless you in some of those other things. Uh, man uh, in, with passions just like us uh, prayed, uh, and God answered. Let's all stand tonight, uh, and we'll, uh, we'll get ready to pray by way of invitation.